0: Listen to the stories of
1: Everybody and welcome to another True Stories of Tinsel Town. Today I have a wonderful guest for everybody, and I am so thrilled he's back. Uh, I want to thank Jamie from England. I have so many lovely listeners from uh, on the other side of the pond, and he reminded me about Steve. And jeez. Um, He's just wonderful. So thank you, Jamie, a.k.a. Monty Barragon, And thank you, Steve,
0: for coming on the show again. Well, thank you for having me. I'm just delighted to be here again. I love doing this. I do, too.
1: It was so much fun. We just giggled, giggled, and giggled.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. We do.
1: (laughs) Steve has a YouTube channel. It's a Steve Hayes channel. And he does... Uh, wonderful reviews. So I will link you up anyway, but check out Steve if you
0: haven't already. DJ's tired old queen at the movies. That's what sort of
1: it is. <laughs> You're wonderful. you got to call it what it is. Okay. I
0: figured, you know, when, that, when I created it, they said, what do you want to call it? I said, look, we better call it what it is, tired old queen at the
1: movies. <laughs> well, some people I get offended that, at that,
0: Steve. You know what I mean? I myself that, I wouldn't feel bad if anybody else
1: <laughs> You're not, and you're so handsome. I just watched you the other day. What a oh, handsome hunk of gray-haired Steve. He's so cute. Oh, my God, I'll give you an hour
0: to cut that out. Oh. <laughs> you're funny.
1: You're oh, funny. Great. But this today is a Thanksgiving show, everybody. It's a different one. It's like forget the football. Let yeah, it rain on your parade. Watch yeah, something let's, fun. Let's go in a
0: whole different direction. I want to talk about film noir femme fatales. And how fun are they? You know, they're and not just the obvious ones. Of course, there's the obvious ones. You know, there's Barbara Stanwyck, and we'll talk about her, and there's Claire Trevor, you know, and there's Joan Bennett, and there's Jane Greer. I don't even like the secondary ones. And the one I want to start off with, really, is Rita Johnson. Rita Johnson was, uh, was a really great actress. She never made the first tier of leading ladies, but she played a lot of secondary, usually other women. And the thing that that I always loved about her was she was blonde, beautiful, she was so smart. And almost all of her, very versatile. and almost all of the women that she would play, when she played other women in, in these movies, were really bright. They weren't they weren't, you know, Dumb ex- no, they weren't at all. They knew what they wanted. They were calculating and they were smart. Specifically, the movie that I love her in the best is The Big Clock. I love that flick. Oh, my God. She's great. She plays Charles Lawton's mis- kept mistress. Right. Mm-hmm. And. She has this incredible scene. She she works on Ray Milland you know, to get him to, to double-cross Charles Lawton, because Lawton is his imperious employer. And she doesn't feel that Lawton is keeping her in the style that she really wants to be. Well, Lawton catches them together. He gets a look at somebody sneaking down the stairs, which is Ray Milland but he doesn't recognize him. And then he comes in, and he and Rita Johnson have this square-off scene that is just amazing, and she, you know, he accuses her of fooling around with men in uniform and anybody, and she turns around and she lets him have it, and she she does this monologue, and the, the, the her face is right up close, she says she says, um, uh, "Have you been alive around this long not to realize that you that everyone laughs at you behind your back yet be pathetic if you weren't so disgusting?" <laughs> you clam- <laughs> and he picks up this sundial and decks her, you know, and kills her, right? And he's so urbane. Charles Lawton is so urbane. He plays this character who's just never gets too riled, except when he has to kill his mistress, you he's know? He's wonderful. But you know <laughs> oh, what I, he's think,
1: you know what I oh. think about this movie, Steve, is that he underplays it. He, he's usually over the top in a lot oh. of the movies. Like, oh, he does a Henry VIII laugh oh, in a lot of his characters. Yes. He's so good in this.
0: And, and he's countered with her and and George McCready. I adore like, right? and George then, McCready. And I remember. I remember reading years ago, uh, Andrew Saris loved this movie, and, and he used to give these little capsulated uh, reviews in The Village mm-hmm. Voice about what was on that week, and he was doing The Big Clock, and he described Rita Johnson and George McCready as being delightfully reptilian, which I
1: thought was... They are. And certainly, I've seen so many things with George McCready in them lately, and I just love him, and he is certainly reptilian, more so than Rita, because he's just something about him. is such a warming oh, yeah. creep. Well- but Rita was- was you know,
0: fabulous. Oh yeah. And you know, when I read the book, The Big Clock, which mm-hmm. is by a, a poet named Kenneth Fearing, he wrote this this amazing mystery book. And in the book, Charles Lawton's character gets accused of being gay with the George McCrady character <laughs> and Rita Johnson. And Rita Johnson, he counters and says and accuses Rita Johnson of being a lesbian. And that's and they come they go at each other in this gay catfight, and that's why he kills her. And the the ironic thing was about this, in in a, in a tying it in with a Tinseltown true stories. Shortly after she made this movie, and when she clocks her, the big clock is more than just a clock. And he clocks her over the head with his sundial. Um, she was reaching up. She was at her home in in Hollywood, and she was reaching up into her closet. Remember in the in the forties, they had these gigantic hair dryers. Oh my know? God! Yes. And this hair dryer <laughs> fell on her head and 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 gave her this massive concussion and she had to have multiple brain surgeries and her career never recovered she never got her career back and she died very young of a cerebral hemorrhage after that yeah, that
1: it, yeah.
0: yeah isn't that bizarre i mean that's so hollywood they, they were I and mean, you just have to think of it
1: uh, to those hair dryers they were like Freaky looking Martian heads, yeah, <laughs> like really and it, weird. And you Have
0: one of those heavy things fall on your head, and the, and she was so wonderful. She did another movie, another noir that same year, in which she played a totally different character. She played um, uh, this in uh, um, Sleep, My Love with Claudine Colbert mm-hmm. and Danici. Um, yes, and she plays this character named Barbie, who's this sort of like Mary Bolandish this gimmick kind of character. Oh, really? Is she gonna, she's wonderful? I just love her. What is she going to do? What are you going to do? what are you She's like, she never stops talking. And it was such a change of pace for her to play something who was sort of this comic little bubble. I loved it. And then she did the same year, she did a movie with Robert Young and Susan Hayward and Jane Greer called They Won't Believe Me. Oh, Name. I love that movie. That is Isn't so good.
1: And yes, they so all touching. are. It is such a yes. good and flick. I so highly touching. recommend. She's,
0: yes. She's so touching as his wife, um, who that eventually dies and, you know, gets, he gets accused of killing. It's and
1: so convoluted and wonderful. You, oh. I highly recommend, this is definitely football and forget them parades. This, All of them are great flicks, but I really <laughs> just think this is
0: so wonderful. All of them. I, I, oh, yeah. And Getting Back to Sleep, I love, has another of the great femme fatales in it, Hazel Brooks.
1: I don't think a lot of people know her as well, but oh, I think she's lovely and she has the long hair and all oh, the hat. Yes, oh, yeah.
0: beautiful. Oh, oh, smoldering, smoldering, and she she was um she did that one, and she was John Garfield's femme fatale girlfriend in Body and Soul. She is um she she didn't she kind of she married Cedric Gibbons, the great. You know, production designer, she kind of retired. But in sleep, my love, she's uh, she's always in a negligee, sitting on a chair above Michi looking down at him as if to say, "You either get what you know, get rid of that wife of yours, or you're not getting any of this." You right. know, oh,
1: she's so great, and Don Amici you know? certainly does want to get more of that. And Claudette oh, is is the thing about Claudette in this. I lo- always love Claudette, but I think she was about 45. She mm-hmm. she looked fabulous. I think not. Chance- Changing her hairstyle and her look pretty much, you you just kind of don't see the age so much because she doesn't really, you know, mix it up very much. But no. she's very good. And I think if you have TCM, I know a lot of the people, because I, I have listeners from all over the world, believe it or not, oh, and, no, I do. Um, that – uh, I know in England they can't get TCM or whatever, but check on YouTube or other things like that because every so often these things will pop up. I won't oh, link yes. Them. And in,
0: yes and in England in England on YouTube YouTube has a really great collection of great British films mm-hmm. for free and I, on one of those, I saw this movie that I had seen as a kid that I loved a film noir called The Woman in Question.
1: Who starred in that one? It,
0: it's Dirk Bogard stars in it, but, and and this woman, incredible actress named Jean Kent.
1: Oh, I know her. And she was in Obsession as well. She was fabulous. Yeah, she's yeah.
0: really, really good. And it's a murder. She gets. She plays a, a woman who is murdered, and they. The story is told through how five different people who are suspected of her murder tell their stories with her, and she they see her differently in each one of their stories, and she acts differently, her character, in each one of those stories. So you see – you can't figure out who did it you know, who, who, who did it. And it's really a wonderful, I it's have a to wonder- check it out because
1: there's this yeah. oh. one, I subscribe to this one channel that is wonderful old British noirs. And uh-huh. I don't remember the name of it, but it has so many great things for everybody to watch. And these oh, femme yeah. fatales are fab. Can I talk oh, about one heavy. of my choices? You ready for Born to be Bad with... Oh, yes. You love Joan Fontaine. What is her? Christabel.
0: Christabel. Christabel. What a strange name. Christabel. You just
1: have to love that movie already because her name is Christabel. Also in it is Zachary Scott, one of my favorite Warmy Creeps. He is a Warmy Creep, but not like a diabolical Warmy Creep in this. I found
0: him sexy. I do, too. I do, too. I think he's hot. He, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's really so, hot and he's really kind of he's, you know, uh, there's that he, there's that line he has in Mildred Pierce uh, that sums up all of his characters. He says to her, you know Mildred, in the, in the spring a young man's mind turns towards what he's been thinking about all winter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's in so many wonderful films, but he's not really a slime ball, but he's a slime ball. And they have yeah, He really is. Robert really Ryan is. who's, wa- Robert, I, I have oh, the hots Robert, for Robert Ryan. Ryan. Oh, I God. think he's gorgeous. He plays Nick, the uh, the writer. There yeah. is the beautiful Joan Leslie. She is lush and beautiful in this film. Also, uh-huh. there is uh, Mel Malferrar who who pretty much Gabi is an artist, and he's, his husbands are you know they don't feel threatened by me. Hence. He is a gay character without saying that he's a gay character.
0: Yeah, they, that's how they would do it. They slutted him. He was an artist, and they never explained that he wasn't married. He's a bachelor, right? It's like confirmed bachelor. You could talk about me when I was home, instead of saying I was gay. My mother would say, "Well, you know, he's a." Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bachelor, yes,
1: confirmed bachelor. That was the yeah. thing that they would say, or they haven't found the right woman yet, or Sonny yeah, really, Honey wasn't really, around anymore, so you had yeah. to get somebody else. But the thing with this film, you know, which is is odd when they do this about a gay character, where he's just certainly no way effeminate. In many ways, they would have gay characters, but they were always over the top effeminate yes. sort of designers for clothes or whatever that, and I really Or they la- were
0: male secretaries. Right. And, and, you know, Dan Tobin, guys like that. Yes. Like Dan Tobin would play like the male secretary and you, you know, you knew what the story was, but they just didn't have to say it. You no,
1: know? but for, for uh, Mel, he's very attractive and tall and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he's onto this Christabel and Christabel is to me, Joan Fontaine's a tiny little lady, and throughout the whole show, she wears sort of like these things without shoulders. What do you call them? Sort of like uh, tube dresses or something. And uh-huh, uh-huh, And
0: uh-huh. these guys
1: are all huge. Joan's probably about five foot two. Uh, yeah, Robert Ryan
0: was a big I think, guy. Oh,
1: honk, a honk of burning love. I think he was six yeah. foot four. Also, yeah. I think Mel I wish she never had love scenes with him, and I think Zachary Scott was about six feet. But she yeah. is a scheming, evil person, and, and you know— Oh, Curtis, she has this voice, it's really Curtis. And Curtis is this rich man called Zachary Scott, who's engaged to the lovely Joan Leslie, who is not, uh, she is a secretary, and she was not to the manner born. And Christabel comes and stays and lives with her and connives and connives and takes uh, Zachary Scott, a.k.a. Curtis away from, um, away from Joan and in it. But she is totally in love with Robert Ryan's character, Nick, but he doesn't have enough money for her. She wants the moolah and she wants Nick at the same time. And just the basic of this is, I love it. She marries Curtis and um, her aunt Clara is there and Curtis. She's not hot for him. Poor Zachary Scott. He he's really in the, in the in the dumps there because he's Christabel. I never see you ten minutes a day. But I have to say goodnight to Aunt Clara, so she avoids him at all costs. So she doesn't have to get it on with him because she's so hot for Nick. She finally meets up with Nick. Nick thinks she's going to leave Curtis, but she doesn't. And the ending—it's pretty wild. She has his you know rendezvous with Nick. She gets home and she takes a shower which is pretty risque, which means like, yes, uh, we weren't just cuddling on the couch or no, you know, no, having no. dindin. Yeah, we, yeah, we did yeah. some something else. Yeah. So, so yeah. to me, that was wonderful. And it doesn't have, and, and Curtis, um, uh, to me, Joan was too old for Christabel. She was only uh-huh. 30, but she always had that sophisticated. She's supposed to be like this young Christabel broad. But um I highly recommend it. I'm not going to spoil it. I hated the ending
0: because. I I, never liked the ending of that movie either. I'm not satisfied with that. No, me either because. No, no. no. I'll tell you though, the one, the one, you know, the other one that she did, because she should have played a lot more like these parts. She was good at it, was Ivy, Mm -hmm. which was that turn of the century movie, uh, which was based on a novel by, by. uh, Louise Belloc Lowndes, who wrote The Lodger, and in it she plays a poisoner at the turn of the century in London. And she's this sweet, gorgeous, and it's cloying. Yes, yes. And she's breathtakingly shot. And she is so. Wonderful in it, you know, because she's just she's so beautiful. You can't quite believe she's as nasty and, as she
1: is. And that voice, that whole voice, huh? Uh,
0: well, she always had that. Sure. She had a yes, great, you know, and, and that's what made her yeah. so endearing in movies like Suspicion and Letter from an Unknown Woman and Rebecca. You know, when she, when she used those. Those wonderful endearing qualities to play a murderess—it was always killer. And with that was killer. It is so good. Did you ever see? Speaking of Zachary Scott, um, going back to him, he made a movie in the fifties, early fifties, that I really loved uh, called "Lightning Strikes Twice." Yes, with Ruth Roman. Yes, and Mercedes McCambridge. Oh, oh Oh my. God, it's so good. It Mercedes, so
1: good. Mercedes, really, you know, she She's was more great. masculine than any
0: oh, Dude. She, than any of the men in that movie. I love. She's her. so tough. Oh, I loved her. She does bits. She does a bit where she does this all this. Uh, exposition dialogue while she rolls a cigarette with one hand and licks it and puts the, and just does the whole thing and never misses a beat. She, she was a, an incredible actress. She really and Ruth, was. And Ruth Roman was really good. I God. always thought she was a really solid actress, too. You she know? was.
1: And, she didn't play Tough on. Tomato. A t- see, I didn't like her in Strangers on the Train because she really, that was a thankless role And actually Patricia Hitch, Hitchcock she got the funny lines. And yeah, snaps. but Ruth Roman was
0: also too big for him. I mean, little Farley Granger was so pretty and so effeminate, and she just comes on to him. She's so big. right? You know, she's just got in those dresses. You know, it was sort of the same effect I got when I saw Titanic. And little little Leonardo DiCaprio was in the back of that car with that big Kate Winslet, and I thought, oh my God, she's going to smother him to death. <laughs> and that's how I figure when Ruth Roman moves in on Farley Granger with those, you know, that really up bosom and in in those fifties clothes and that She's so mannish and she's so big. And I thought, wow. And those man. eyebrows. Let's face you know, it. I, I, I always thought he should have gone off with Robert Walker, and they could have settled the whole thing. Know, for-
1: ever. Well, that was the whole thing. It was like a homoerotic kind of uh, deal going exactly. on. It yeah. was.
0: It really was. It was. But I love Lightning Strikes Twice. It's got. It's got uh, Zachary Scott and Richard Todd. I really am cool.
1: so. He is so gorgeous. And he is so good in this movie. <laughs> and if you have TCM and you have TCM on demand, everybody, it is still there and you can catch yeah. it. And it, Ruth does not play the femme fatale that she usually plays.
0: No. The wife her that wife gets the murdered. They give, her, yeah. they give her the herald and she's really smart and she's really good. And adorable. And, and really. There's a little actress in it too who I like. Her name is Catherine Givney and she usually got stuck playing you know, uh, the bitchy society lady, you know. Um, but in this one, she owns a ranch and she's wealthy and she gives Ruth Roman advice you know, like motherly advice and she's really really good she's you know, wonderful she's the
1: beautiful. whole film is so good I, I love yeah, that you mentioned well, it because it I I never watched it before it was on TCM maybe in the summer and I DVR'd it and I have rewatched it and rewatched it <laughs>
0: it's a King Vidor movie. It moves, mo- it's a King Vidor movie. It moves. It moves like it's got that great silent feel to it. Like he did with like he did with Beyond the Forest and and The Fountainhead. His movies at that time, you know, they were Warner Brothers movies. They move, you know. They go along and they uh, and they gave this was one of the few times they gave Ruth Roman a great leading lady role where she wasn't playing a, a mall or somebody like For that. A said, yes, yeah, or a bitch. Yeah, sassy bitch. And exactly. Mercedes, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think you ever, I never get enough watching her. She just floors me. She's so good. She's just so good. Here's another one like that uh, that I could watch it is Agnes Moorhead in Ooh, Dark Passage. That's oh, one of my, my
1: favorite God. Bogey and Bacall flicks. That, God, my, it is my favorite. Yes, my favorite. also Key Largo because it's oh. underplayed and it's oh. not like the. This big hero. It is a. If you didn't see Dark Passage, I know you can find it. It's definitely on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. And Agnes is actually kind of attractive in this flick.
0: Well, yeah, they gave her a Claire Trevor type role. Yes. That would be a typical Claire Trevor role. And she and she and then all of a sudden, you know, it's their scene. She has a scene with Humphrey Bogart, and it's it's great because mm-hmm. it's two consummate actors at the top of their game squaring off. And by that time, Bogart was the consummate movie actor he knew how to do it he knew how to play the camera he knew every moment and she's raw she came from broadway and the radio she'd done a lot of movies i adore that time, agnes too. morehead but she's so good and she's the femme fatale and the way she comes onto him she just you know she's so she's so sexual with him playing with his wrist and his wife. She was very
1: vixeny, and it worked oh, it worked 100%
0: it worked. She turns, you know, she becomes the shrew, which she was so good at playing shrews. You yes. Know? You know, he wants you very bad. He's willing to run away with you and keep on running and ruin everything for himself. Oh, she's
1: wild. She's, she's so great. Weird. This is such oh, a good movie, the, everybody. Oh, and Agnes, oh. the whole cast is great. Like I said, I really love Lauren Bacall and Bogart in this. And also, it has um, Bruce Bennett, who was in Mildred Pierce. Doesn't have uh-huh. Monty Barrigan.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And every, all the character, Actors in it are so so good, and it's shot with that with that unique first person thing where you are Humphrey Bogart for like the right. First years
1: you Earthy. have to see his facial. He gets plastic surgery. He is in the most unsanitary joint. The guys, the guys <laughs> smoking cigarettes <laughs> and puffing somebody. in his oh. face.
0: Well, Eddie. Also, <laughs> if I had plastic surgery and, and it was done, and I looked like Humphrey Bogart, I'd sue. <laughs> <laughs> I think I we think made you look older. The guy said, yeah. "Yeah,
1: we made you look older than you are." is, is oh, that what yeah. plastic surgery is supposed to do? You look older, but right.
0: It's not that Literally, he's repulsive, well, yeah. but you know, come on. Oh, oh, yeah. And the guy that the Tom DeAndrea, who plays the the cab driver in that, is really, really great. He's
1: wonderful. They're all are. They're so good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's yep. when it was good. I want to talk about tension Ka-ching, with Audrey oh my Totter. God, Audrey Potter. And you know who I love? I also love Richard Basehart a Me lot. Too.
0: I love him. And what a voice. Oh, what la, a la. Voice, that man. He had a really, at that particular time, I don't know what it was, but they were casting him. As neurotic characters. He did one opposite Barbara Stanwyck in Cry Wolf.
1: Oh, I Short love that one with Errol Flynn I, and the whole oh thing. Yes, yes. He was I wonderful. Also, and you know, repeat performance was his first major motion picture. Wasn't
0: that good? I was a,
1: oh, my God. Was William Williams and Lovey from Gilligan's Island.
0: Yes, and Joan uh, Oh, Joan Leslie really showed me what an incredibly untapped resource she really she was, was. Because she's, she's she was so only 14, wasn't she, when she started? Um, yeah, and she was, but I never appreciated her. I always thought, and this is my mistake, I guess, I always uh, kind of schlucked her off as being Warner Brothers' attempt to have Teresa Wright.
1: Oh I gotcha, you know, you. know, yeah. I got sort you. of wholesome. Yeah. Can be a yeah, victim, yeah, the can girl be next what? door yeah. and that whole mm-hmm. thing,
0: you know. But she was so much more than that. And in repeat performance, she gives a great performance. She is so on top of it. And she and Virginia Field are Oh, Virginia Field
1: part. is such a bitch. And I love her and their their mm-hmm. duels. They're so great oh, with wonderful. each other. But I happen to be in love with Tom Conway, and I love him in that movie. Also, uh, what did you think of Louis Hayward's performance in that
0: movie? I'm not a big Louis Hayward me fan. either. I don't Just get not him not at, at all. Leaves me cold. Yeah, he always did. Every single movie, I kept, I kept thinking, why was he? He's sort of like, um, there's a few people like that. John Bowles was always like, oh, that I couldn't movie. stand. Didn't um, was it your mother who was in love with John Bowles? No, no, my mother, my mother, I, my mother had, I think, had a thing for Cary Grant. Ah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I John Bowles was like a secondary threat version of, of Zachary Scott. He was just kind of, but he was nicer. Uh, the other one was not. was Who's the guy, who's the guy, who's the guy that, um, who's the guy that plays the husband in Smash Up, The Story of a Woman? He's another one that I. Oh, that I just, oh Lee Bowman? Yeah. Oh God, Lee Bowman. I mean, I could go, I go to sleep in five seconds when he's out. He really screen. is I a didn't... snooze fest. He's a oh, total yeah. snooze fest. He, so, they, so I always felt Lewis Hayward was kind of like that. He um, he's a little bit more. Uh, a little more, more dramatic he can play a little bit more things but he's not particularly attractive. Well, that's
1: what I don't get at all. He's not He is not attractive to me
0: and although he, I like what he did I like what he did in, in going back to film noir people. I liked what he did with uh, Hetty Lamar in the Strange Woman. Yes, he was very good in The Strange Woman. Yes. And you can yes, definitely get that. that. She should have played. She should have played a lot more roles like that. She you know, should have. She was, she yeah, was very she
1: good. And and you can definitely, I think that's public domain, so if you want to see The Strange Woman, you can definitely um, find that. See, if I link stuff on YouTube, a lot of times they find it or whatever and they go. So just yeah. Google, look for certain things and they have some... The Strange Woman was
0: written by Ben Ames Williams. It was, it was a novel, the guy that wrote Leave to heaven. If that's any clue that you know that's the kind of right. Yeah, that's the that's the territory you're going into. <laughs> he wrote a thing about psychotic women in Maine. <laughs> yeah, for psychos in Maine. There's
1: psychos everywhere. That just goes there to are show psychos you. Everywhere. Yes, But yes. with tension I want to get back to Richard Basehart, but oh I love w- William Williams, the poet. Um, but also I loved him in tension. Audrey totter, who is one of my favorite noir dames. She's so good in this. She's such
0: she's so at she's, everything. She's such a slut in this and Oh, she's such a
1: slut. She's a conniving
0: she's such a conniver in the unsuspected with Claude Rains. She is just she's you know, and they she's they have Heard of, Hatfield, who I love, Dorian Grey. Did I ever tell you my Heard Hatfield? story?
1: No, I'll you never you. did. Tell me, oh, please. I
0: was, I was working at the Met. I was bartending at a, uh, you know, I said do uh, catering bartending and I, I was working a big thing at the Met and I was a bartender and this very distinguished elderly man walked up in this suit with this ascot. He was so <laughs> gorgeous in this bone structure. I and love I went, oh ascots. Gosh, you're Heard Hatfield. And he said, I oh, am. Yeah. Oh yes, I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, oh, I love you so much. He said, well, thank you. I said, I'm a comedian. I said, and I do a thing in my act about some of the best bad movies ever made, and you were in one. And he went, really? <laughs> and what was that? I said, well, Dragon Seed. He said, oh, you're right. <laughs> and I, and I, said, I said, I pulled my other And I said, I do Captain Hepburn, and I did the Asian pace, And I said, um, Catherine Hepburn says, uh, take the rise to the hut of my father. <laughs> and he said to me, you want to hear my favorite Catherine Hepburn line in Dragon scene?" I said, oh, yes. And he made he made himself look like her. And he said, my children will not tea about Japanese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I loved
0: him. Because there's not a single... With there's not a single Asian person in that whole movie, practically, you know? It's I all, know, you know it's, and I was
1: shocked all, when I saw Katherine Hepburn doing, you know, uh, Asian eyebrows, the whole line.
0: Oh, but, my God, she's so, it's so you know, she looks like the brimoire version of Pearl S. Buck, you know? It's, 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 <laughs> for it's, it's, for but, reals. But I but, uh, heard Hatfield was really good, and I loved him in Unsuspected. He and really was. He him. played
1: Totter's hubby. I want to give you yeah, a true story. poor guy. St- I want to give oh. you a true stories of Tinseltown tidbit about Audrey Totter. She married later in life, which, you know, she was in her early 30s, which, you know, meant at that time you were an old battle maid or you're a lesbian or something right. like that, like the, the bachelor version yeah. of that. But she met her husband. She was at um, Bloomingdale's. And she was getting something for her dad for Christmas. And this guy came up and he gave her his card. He was a doctor, um, one of the big hospitals in New York. And they ended up getting married. But this is a tidbit that fascinates me. He would buy all of her underwear and lingerie, which is no big deal. This is her husband, and that's nice. But not only would he buy it for Audrey, he would buy it, lingerie and underwear, for his mother-in-law, Audrey's mom.
0: Ew, that's gross. Well. That's that's certainly something, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think well, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know what to say about that. I, it's it's certainly very uh, unusually accommodating. You know, I mean, and how did he know her size? Well, I, mean, like, I guess
1: he's an underwear freak. He's probably yeah, going in yeah. drawers.
0: He's probably like well, this you know that you know that Drudy Valley used to do the same thing for Jane Greer. Oh, he, he was would awful. He all these sexy underwear and make her model it. That was he. He was really kinky. He well, he had lumpy. the
1: dungeon. If you read, this is, I I got this off of Eddie Muller's book about dames of noir, and um, he did chapters on each of them. And Jane, she was such a kid because he loved them young, Rudy. And Mm -hmm. once they got married, he takes her down to his dungeon. Because he was totally into S and M and stuff, and he wanted to do all that stuff, and she said, "I'm out of here." <laughs> She's a kid, so Mr. Rudy Valley, that crooner, my oh, goodness, yeah. you little W. He put the,
0: he put the you know, and <laughs> Pinky and the K in Crooner, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there, there
1: you go. He was yeah. awesome. well, another one. You
0: know who's another one? A uh, film femme fatale that I really love is Janice Carter. Yes, 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 oh, yes. But she was. She
1: also was center, a B. She was also she, a B.
0: Oh yeah, she was supposed to be Rita Hayworth. Uh, Harry Kahn pulled her in. She was a con over model, and Harry Connor, Harry Conn pulled her into Columbia as a threat to Rita Hayworth. He was thinking she was going to be a threat to Rita Hayworth, which she wasn't. Uh-uh. But she played really. She could play these cold blonde, calculating women, and she was gorgeous. She's in this movie called "I Married a Communist." Do you know this one? With uh, it's called. It's also called "The Woman on Pier Thirteen? Yes with Robert one. Ryan yes. and Lorraine Kate yeah. and she's gorgeous. She's so, she's just so statuesque and so beautiful. She also was in Framed with Glenn Ford. She was like, she was, it was, that was sort of her main Gilda kind of part. She she, was
1: very good in Framed. Yes, Yes.
0: she was. She was. And Night Editor with uh, William Gargan. She she plays this woman who's a sophisticated society woman, but she loves to watch people get beaten to death. She loves to watch uh, sort of like Claire Trevor's uh, Character and bored to kill, you know. She gets it's kinky for her, you know.
1: I just recently it's so funny because I recently saw that probably about two weeks ago, and I also got it off of YouTube, that's where I found it on. And there are so many, I'm telling you, everybody, just check it out search there are so many good old movies with all of these tomatoes in it and you will love it but Audrey Totter is wonderful in that I love tension there's also Sid Charisse as the good guy but what always makes me laugh about tension is um, it's sort of the Clark Kent thing about it plays Warren. About, about he's a Richard pharmacist. Basehart? Yes, he, about, he wears yeah. glasses. She calls him Four Eyes, whatever. And all of a sudden, yeah. he gets contacts, and no, they don't recognize
0: him. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But you know, so the, the other thing about Richard Basehart is that he was so sexy. I think so too. He that voice, so and he was so adorable. Oh, oh my would, god! Well, the intention. I would always. I always think to myself, I'll leave your leave your glasses on he class. was so cute the whole he thing he was so cute and boy he could he also played a really good killer that same year in uh, the killer that wasn't the killer that he, he walked by night yes he was
1: very good oh, the cop killer yes. the cop killer he was yeah. a, he was so good Nelson also was a guy who was trying to commit suicide with Paul hours. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: oh he was also good as i loved him the first time i really Saw him as a kid was as the uh, the alcoholic priest in Titanic with Barbara Stanwyck and Clifton Webb.
1: Oh, God, that's such a good movie. I can't oh, watch it. God. It makes me too I, sad. Oh I can't God. watch it
0: again. I cry every time and yes. he goes down to be with the, with the guys that are trapped in the boiler room yes. the oh my god he was so good. He was so he had one of the great great voices. We were I was talking about this the other day that the stars back then had such unique voices because they did so much radio and they wanted when they each one had such a distinctive voice so that the minute you heard their voice, you knew who it was. Yeah, Nobody did. today. Stars today do not have voices. They well, do not they also have
1: don't voice. have the pizzazz. They don't have the charisma. They don't have the talent. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> and that's well, me.
1: Well, some do. I'm, I'm not. I do watch new movies. Oh yeah. There, my there favorites, so of course, there are. But you know what I'm saying. I just. Love my own. They didn't have
0: the studio system building them up like they did back then. You know, the stud each studio built up their stars, you know, even the even the character stars. But every single person had a distinguished voice. You know, you would listen to Betsy Davis and she taught had the T's. you know, everything had a tea, Good good, Bronson, Graham, good. Or That's Four, good. you know. Yeah. They all they all just had those voices. And Richard Basehart had one of the great Great voices. He was a very
1: sexy voice. And I thought he was very sexy to be quite frank. He really was to me. One movie I want to talk about. um, I'm trying to think because you were talking about Betty is Rosa Molina. Oh, and. Rosa
0: Malik. Oh my God. Oh dear. Oh dear. 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 With that Morticia Adams wig, the worst wig. And
1: you I, know, I, I, Betty I went to town. Seen. It was terrible. Oh. Well, not the worst, worst, but it was pretty bad. And, and Betty also, took advantage dear. of it. She flipped it like Marsha Brady all the time. No, flip, no, yeah, yeah. Flip. Well,
0: she, flip. Flip. Ah, flip. Flip. Ah, ah, because that's well, the know, longest hair she I ever love had. She's walking. She's obviously too old for the part. Oh my god! And Ankle she, strap she, shoes. She had, just, she had just had her baby, BD. So really? She, she was, she, oh yeah, and she was. You know, she she was. She always had this. She always had this massive uh, chest. You know, she did. She did. And she, that's exactly her, my thing. She. They, they horrible clothes. These, yeah. Oh, they put her in these peasant blouses, and she's flouncing down the street, and they' and the, and these Joan Crawford ankle strap shoes, uh, and they, and everybody's going, woo, woo, Rosemary, oh hubba, my hot God, mama. she is such a dragon. I mean, <laughs> you have to see it, everybody, because she
1: had, oh she had the big God. bosom, as one might oh, say, huge. and she, <laughs> she had like the stomach, and she had the thin legs, and she was uh-huh. built like, and she had like, even in her twenties, she had sort of like they're so big and they sagged. Not that I'm checking everybody. Well, yeah. out well boobs. that's why Ori Kelly.
0: Ori yeah. Kelly was the best direct, best designer for her because he would always gird her in and have her uplifted, and gird. with lots of material <laughs> on the on the front. You know, on the on the top of her blouses, so that you didn't notice it so much. You know, and of course she was so energetic that you really didn't notice it. But in this movie, oh boy, you know, white, big white peasant blouses. You know, with that horrible wig, flick, flick, and flick, and, and she was, and that wig. Oh my flick. god, that wig is so. How she let them do that to her? I don't know. She should have fought that. I wig. don't. think she's, I think she liked it. You know how she likes to take
1: on different roles and, and kind of get into the part because I can't right, imagine how? she's a big star. Sure. You know, Joseph Cotton plays her husband. He's like this wonderful man, good guy, doctor, doesn't get paid. And Rosa is just a slut. Having an affair with David Bryan, who I love. He's oh, fast. He's an interesting character. He's an interesting actor. Yeah. But she is a total trollop and a half. And oh, yeah. be, it, it is such a, what's it? Be on the Forest.
0: Yeah, Beyond the Forest. Do and you guys has, have to check it out? It has, it's very rare. It has this amazing score by Max Steiner that keeps playing that song, Chicago. <laughs> yes, because oh, right. she's at the, she train the train, hearing the train whistle. Chicago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she goes there, and it ain't what she she has to scramble back. She's a murderer. She's everything. And this is such a good, funny, uh, over-the-top, Betty. You will love this film. Yeah. Yeah, Find it. It's, it's right up there with In This Our Life. I hope that's with Stanley. <laughs> Stanley and <laughs> Boy. Stanley and Roy and Stanley and her, her incestuous uncles, <laughs> that with Charles Coburn—that is so Charles gross. Charles Yes, yeah. yes, it's such a gross movie. You don't want to see that. It has a, uh, but it's oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: it's, oh, that's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm she she Haviland, over Olivia the top. As the, as the good sister, Olivia Haviland is the good sister, and her is the bad sister. <sighs> I think Betty's best melodrama is, and my fa- it's my favorite movie is the letter. The letter is is the is the quintessential, you know, Betty Davis evil part, you know, to me.
1: She really is, because she's supposed to be so ladylike. I mean, she's trapped like a rat, let's face it. In Indochina, with the rubber plants and all that stuff. And Gail
0: Sondegard, my favorite. I love Gail Sondegard. I do, too. I'm obsessed with her. Did you ever see
1: uh, East Side, West Side? Oh yeah, because yeah. I just oh. watched it the other night, and it's so she good.
0: Gr- that was the last movie she did before she was blacklisted, mm-hmm. and she was nominated for an Academy Award the same year, and she was blacklisted. You know, she was up for um, she played Lady Tiang in in and um, in, in, in the King of Siam, and she had won the first Academy Award for Supporting Actress for Anthony Adverse mm-hmm. and and um, the guy. Um, Oh God! What's his name? the The famous director there who did that movie. He was doing East Side West Side, and he thought uh, the rumors had started up because her her husband was one of the Hollywood Ten, mm-hmm. and the move and the, the rumors had started up. So he put her in East Side West Side to see if they could sell it, and that was it. That was it. And she has a fabulous scene at the end with James Mason. I love she this movie. I do too. I do too. And and uh, Ava Gardner. Oh my God! great. Trala Pussy
1: Deluxe. The scene with her and Barbara Stanwyck.
0: Oh well, because Oof. Ava Gardner had just had a had a torrid little affair with Robert Taylor the, just shortly before they made this movie. So so Stanwyck hated her. So there was a that tension true
1: animosity just, there. This whole oh, yeah, and, and oh, that I scene between I them is fabulous. Just so oh, yes.
0: good. Big time. And and that first shot of Ava Gardner where she's hanging up the telephone, you know, is just, whoa. What a know?
1: vixen. My friend vixen. went to the yeah. Ava Gardner Museum, and she said her waist was like 18 inches because ah. they had the clothes there at the Ava Gardner. She said anyone who's in North Carolina go to see it. It's amazing.
0: But oh, I'd love to go there. To me that. too. I I, to she's
1: going to go again next year because she couldn't see it. They have a lot of good stuff there. So I said I'm going to go with her next year. I oh, can't wait well, to go. Oh, you should. Yeah. You should. My sister yeah. lives in South Care. I have a um, – my Stepdaughter lives in North Carolina, so I'm going to make a trip to Ava and yeah. see that. But, I mean, she was good. I love that movie. citrus is also in it, and Van um, Heflin is in it as well.
0: I would Van highly Heflin recommend it. Van always yeah. so good. And I love him. And you know, Stanley could do it all. Stanwick was the one. She had more, you know, she would take those femme fatale roles like the Strange Love of Martha Ivers. I love that one filed on Thelma Jordan or No Man of Her Own, and she would just rip through those. And then she could turn around and do the Lady Eve and be really uh, Christmas in Connecticut and be delightfully funny. I None of the other big none, films none, could really none. be funny. She was funny. She was good.
1: I lo- she's my favorite actress of all of them. Yeah. Like Barbara yeah. is mine. She's underrated. She doesn't get oh. the love that the other ones get like Betty and Joan, but she's wonderful. So the letter, like you said, is so good. And and I highly it, it it it's just so good. They had this other one um that was Zachary Scott, unfaithful:
0: Oh yes and that's a remake of the letter.
1: right It doesn't hold that's a candle and Sheridan. And right. Sheridan and our darling Zachary.
0: Yes. And, yes. Uh, and, the- and Eve Arden has such a good role in that. Yeah. She plays she at first plays like the bitchy friend and then she turns around and she's on and she has, she's on her side and she has this great scene with Zachary Scott, where she says, you know, you guys went all off overseas and expected the women here at home, who never knew what was going to happen to you, to just sit back and just peacefully wait until the end of the war. And some of them could, and some of them couldn't. And you better start being more compassionate. It's real. For that time, it was really an eye-opening scene. It I was a great
1: scene. Me. She was really good in because at first you think she's just a biatch, biatch to the yeah, ultimate really magic, biatches. But yeah. she becomes a really great ally and smart and just cuz I love Evarden as well I so too. um <laughs>
0: If you don't, and I, I loved it know. when she played like the, the the good friend, like in My Reputation. Oh, I love Mil- My
1: Reputation. I was just thinking about that movie oh. too. That's so. That good. was one of
0: Stanwick's favorite movies, and I, I don't blame her. It's a Betty Davis movie. You know when Stanwick went, Stanwick signed a non exclusive contract with Warner Brothers during the forties, and she made seven movies there, and I loved them all. But and she, you know, she got Betty Davis's throwaways, and that's a really a Betty Davis type of movie, and it has the Max Steiner. Scored It has all the Warner Brothers trappings that they would give to Betty Davis for like a now Voyager. And after Double Indemnity, she she needed a hit like that that, that warmed her up because everybody, you know, she was so ruthless in Double she was Indemnity. wonderful, yeah. People couldn't see her. And then, you know, she did some really good melodramas. Cry Wolf, The Two Mrs. Carols. I know.
1: love that too. Humphrey Bogart yeah. was a little like... Okay, I'm going to go psychotic. He grabs his head.
0: <laughs> you know, well, well, you know, and, everybody, and everybody, everybody's, you're, you're go looking at, I always look at Bogart and I go, he was so homely. Why? Except, <laughs> you know, it was the women who made him sexy. He knew it too. Uh, there's a movie that he did right after Casablanca that's one of my favorite noirs, and it also has a great woman in it. It's called Conflict. Oh, yeah, just white.
1: Alexis Smith, and I don't know yes, the name of the and wife. Rose
0: Hobart. Yes. Yes. <gasps> One yes, of yes. the coldest other women in film noir, Rose Hobart. She's
1: terrible boy. and wonderful. She's she the wonderful. white streak, right? They put yes. this white streak in people's hair. Yes. She's like she's 34. Like 34. Younger sister.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. She's like <laughs> You know, she's she's and she's just as cold and and I love her. Um she's also got a great little part in the farmer's daughter, too. She's she was good. She was blacklisted as well, Rose Hobart.
1: What a shame for all of these people Oh, a <laughs> God, you just think oh. about
0: so it. The of They're not only